0: Hello and welcome back to another week of the DP World Tour Picks and Bets US Open Edition. Skylar Hoke here, Tom Jacobs. How are we doing, my friend?
1: Oh, yeah, all good. Uh, missed you last week at the Scandinavian Mix, but I know you had a, a nice time away celebrating birthdays and things like that, which is always needed, uh, this time of year especially. Uh, busy golfing schedule, so uh, thank you to, to Barrow for jumping in there. Um, yeah, I mean... I didn't have the best of weeks at the Scandinavian Mix, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, and then I was close to the Canadian Open, but not close enough. Um so yeah, it was it was it was interesting. Great to see Dale Whitner win, one thing I would say. Yes. Um someone has been on the podcast, podcast for us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he's been mm-hmm. on there before, messaged him yesterday just to say well done. Um he's just over the moon, which you can imagine. Um it's just a really nice place for him to break through, really. Like you think about the the actual type of event and the history behind it, or the recent history behind it, I guess. Um, what it means to to golf uh he's the type of person you want to win that so uh really nice to see um other than that i think it's probably full steam ahead at, at los angeles country club this week yeah i agree um
0: again thanks bearoff for for filling in um if i was on i probably would have picked way too many of the ladies side i thought <laughs> these years man they're going to really juice it up to have you know obviously Lynn grant overperformed or you know just absolutely dominated the field a year before uh, last so interesting that didn't play out as well um, I know some of the ladies Ann Van Dam, played really awesome um, you know kind of intrigues me always it's a fun event um, unfortunately Sean Crocker decided to show up a week after selecting him um, so that was cool to see him back um, in the places so happy for that um, and it reminded me a year ago that I was definitely in on Sean Crocker at the U.S. Open I mm-hmm. uh, qualified and you know I love the U.S. Open it's Probably my favorite major of the year personally, just because I love the qualifier nature. I love the the golf courses that we get to play year in and year out. Just these new, unique tests, especially what we're here uh, looking at at LACC. Um, do you have, do any, you have any mistakes, mistakes or kind of what you really need to do when it comes to um, kind of fit? I think for me, oh, man. I don't know. It's, it's just a different. It's a different U.S. Open than what we normally see. What are what are your thoughts on the course?
1: I think I think for me, what I love about it is the uniqueness of it. The fact that it is kind of private, and we don't see much of it. We've seen it at the Pac-12 Championships, and we've seen it at the World Cup. It's not going to play like that. Um, it, there's been kind of comparisons to what you can do with the Tier at Augusta, what you can do uh, at St. Andrews in terms of creativity around the greens. Those are kind of major championships to look at recently. Uh, I think that if we're going to talk about kind of majors that may lead into it, probably Shinnecock uh, would be one of them. But it's a lot of guesswork, right? Like, it, I think ultimately this is an interesting guy. I've got, got to go get your thoughts on this. Like, and this is not to bash anyone that was on the Max Homer training because it made perfect sense at the start. But like, this is not meant to be anything like California courses. Like, it's not meant to be anything like Torrey Pines, it's not meant to be anything like Riviera. So, are we going to get stuck into the California kind of? narrative or do you think we need to stray away from
0: that i hope i hope people get sucked into it um for me no like i, I agree like this is as unique of a test that you're happening to drop into the middle of los angeles compared to riviera to, to tory you know that it, it's not the what is it it's bermuda everywhere the greens are bent grass we have this um you know just a different overall and even from the openings. I, I loved your Augusta comp. I think that's like the best. If it was a simple way to describe it, I think it's, which is not, but like a, a, simple, yeah. a shorter Augusta, like a shorter where, you know, even the, the driving may not matter. I think approach in is going to be as important as ever. It's not a bomb and gouge. Um, I The only fear I have in saying this again, we're, we're recording on Mondays, I've listened to some content early on. I've dug in quite a bit. It seems that every person is on the same page. So maybe there's ways, or if you want to build certain structures, we can talk about how the DP World Tour guys can fit into that. Um, you know, cause there's definitely some interesting ones that are playing here. Um, And if it was a typical U.S. Open track, some would fit into that bill, maybe more than LACC. But still, I I really think this is how you win GPPs. This is how you set yourself up for some long placement opportunities. And we're going to do the same thing that we did last time where we just kind of stick to our guys and preview who we think could, you know, be on that first page of the leaderboard. You know, a lot of these guys are triple digits and beyond. Um, So, but 6Ks, you get to fill out some of your rosters with um, overall. So I think that's, Kind of my thoughts on the course. If I would, I guess, determine a way that I would think about it in one word, it would be just creativity, right? Do yeah. do these golfers have the creativity all across their game to be able to accomplish this? Um, and we can kind of go through where we land. Last time we we spoke a lot, not a lot, but we focused on some Hatton conversations, some some Fleetwood and Lowry. More I've thought about that. Yes, the Ryder Cup is coming up, but they're not our DP World Tour guys no. today right, anymore. No. Like.
1: I, th- I think I think that was born out of like because in previous years we've had guys that played a lot more on the DP World Tour that have chances of winning majors and and we are struggling for that. I think that was what that conversation was born out of, right? Like we wanted to give you the guys that are European and Ryder Cup hopefuls that can win a major. Um, but no, I think this time it is it is important that we just stick unique to DP World Tour like Pat and Jeff will have conversations and 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 Tambo and people like that this week that. We'll cover the rest of those guys. Like, let's talk about the guys that are really, you know, are unique kind of view on things and and even why we're going to play those players. So I think there's probably half a dozen that I feel confident in kind of talking about. There's one that I think we should flag as, or I think I'm going to flag as someone that may not do very well, um, who you might expect to. So yeah, I think it's going to be a good conversation.
0: And I mean, scrolling through pricing. I really don't think there's anybody above seven thousand dollars that you would classify as a D. Oh, I guess there's one. Uh, one. Let's start Victor Perez, right? Yeah, Victor Perez and, and seventy three hundred. What are your thoughts?
1: Great place to start. I think he's going to miss the cut. Cut.
0: Okay.
1: He's played Play three. U- he's played three U.S. Opens and he's missed the cut every single time. He's never been close. Like I think he's like the closest he's got is like four strokes. He was awful with his irons last time out. So um, at the KLM Open, and he was the favourite, wasn't he that week, or at least one of yeah. the favourites? Um, I know you can't hold that too much against him, and ultimately the reason he's up here is because he finished twelfth in the PGA Championship. But this is, you know, as much as we talk about Augusta and and St Andrews and things like that, like Comps, and if St Andrews kind of gets thrown in there, the Vizprez is going to come up. But ultimately, this is a US Open, and. The US Open is set up by the USGA, and they're very similar in what they try and do every year. And Perez has just never, never made it, right? Like he's just never done well. So I think this is an opportunity to, because because he's the first Euro guy that people are going to see, and is probably the person that you've got the most confidence in in terms of an all around skill set. I think that's the first person we want to click in that respect. Um, maybe not with the people that are around him in terms of like full kind of like GPVs and things like that, but. If people are trying to get unique, they might go to praise and I I think it's a mistake.
0: He's just expensive too, right? Seventy three hundred dollars. Also, he withdrew from the week after the KLM. Um, I don't think there was any clarity on recovery from that, right? It was kind of a Tuesday withdraw that was hidden. I believe I'll pull up. He posted something when he withdrew. Um, But yeah, I just don't think there's any reason to be be paying that type of money for it. You know, sad to say I withdrew with some back discomfort and nothing serious. Um, Just never know with back still Yeah. um, But it could be. But for that price, I I totally agree um, that I will be finding...
1: I just think even if he was fully healthy, I wouldn't go there. So it's great almost that the decision's even further taken out of your hands, but he's probably a little bit hurt as well. So um, I think the next person that... Seventy oh, one hundred. Seventy one hundred, yeah. So yeah.
0: starting there, right? I, I agree with you. If you're yeah. thinking of somebody who's got power, who might have some creativity, who maybe grew up on courses. I've even heard like Royal Melbourne as a comp to the yeah. type undulation and skill set and different things. Maybe you're you're growing up playing some Aussie golf. Ryan Fox is is definitely intriguing. You highlighted or, or we discussed right him as a kind of an unknown heading into Oak Hill. And I believe he, he outperformed kind of what we were thinking from basically some time off uh, coming into that event. So what is he, what are your thoughts on, on Fox?
1: Yeah, I mean, look, like he, I think we spoke about him maybe even a couple of shows ago after that PJ Championship, and just a sense of how good he's been on the PJ Tour this season. Like he's just he's just been brilliant. And yeah. when you actually look at his major championship performances, they're nothing special. But he's made four or five cuts at the PJ Championship. Um, and he's only made one cut in the US Open but I just think he's a far better player now and he's getting comfortable in these situations tied 26th at the Masters tied 23rd at the, the PGA he's followed up with 21st at the Charles Schwab 30th at the Memorial um, 27th at the Players these are, these are all elite level fields of, of golf and what is it one one event at Valero where he missed a cut where he was really poor with his, with his irons but other than that he's been rock solid with them since the start of the year
0: that's the only event on the PGA Tour this year that he has lost strokes with approach. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that means he's gained in seven out of eight. He gained in off the tee, seven out of eight. He has gained approach in or around the green in four of eight and on the greens in six of eight. I mean, that's that's strong for 7100 for somebody who likes it. I guess I don't really know if we'll get that wind this week. It doesn't seem that way. Distance isn't going to hurt here. It might not be a, a reason to play, but um, what he was twenty six at the Masters too, right? I mean, yeah, like definitely into a a new discussion. I think deservingly so. He's not in the six Ks um, this time around, but yeah, I, I have a lot of interest in playing Ryan Fox in DFS.
1: And what are you? What are your thoughts? Because there's kind of a bit of conflicting in, like um, opinions on this as to whether you can afford to miss the fairway really wide or you have to be two or three yards wide. Like, Do you, do you think it's one that you, you do have to be relatively close to the fairway or do you think you can blast it wide?
0: Um, I don't think it's going to be like a, a total like spray and pray, bomb and gouge to that degree. But I think the fairway, like you're also not going to be like a stroke penalty if yeah. you miss a fairway to me. Like some of these fairways are so big that being on the right side of the fairway versus the left side of the fairway with the way it's sloped, may give you a blind shot, maybe more difficult of approach, but you're not hacking it out of the rough to 30 yards in front of the green and then hope you get up and down or you're in a bogey. Like I think you still have an ability if you spray the driver. I guess I don't want to say spray the driver. If you hit it okay, you know, if you're off the planet in short, you're not going to succeed here. But I think Fox's game is totally fine
1: because the criticism of Oak Hill was like, you could hit it further offline. You were better that's off being there than you were like two or three yards into the rough. Like right? You know, and,
0: that's the answer. I, I yeah. think it's different than that.
1: Yeah. So I think, I think, it, I think you do need to be closer to the fairway, but I don't think I, I never view Fox as this kind of really wild driver. Like he's yeah. not accurate, but he, but he's, he's not wild. So um, I have a lot of faith in him. I think that he can rein it back where he needs to, if he needs to. And I just, I just love the progression. Like, we were saying, what what do we reckon that his form is akin to what he would do? He would be like top five, ten every week on the, on the DP world tour for sure. Um, He probably would have picked up a couple of wins, I think since uh, going from the Bay Hill onwards, Um, obviously he was playing Europe earlier in the season, but um, yeah, I think Fox is, is great. And although there's a couple of other players, I mean, like, Obviously, we're not talking about him so much for DP World Tour benefit, but Sepp Stracker is going to be going for the Ryder Cup. And I think he's an interesting one. But those two guys, I think, make a lot of sense at that price range.
0: Totally agree. And even though there was the the big announcement last week, we'll probably spend some significant time discussing about things. I'm not going to loop any live guys into our conversation on this. No. And we close out for before. There's definitely some that I think could be intriguing. I'm not really set on anything as of now. But I'm going to, again, keep us pace because. If you get me off pace here, Tom, we're talking, you know, Corn Ferry Tour. We're going to be talking the, the minor league golf tour and all. And I know. Like, well, like
1: we're going well, to get deep. I, I honestly think there's going to be a live golfer that can win this week. So there, there, that's, that's a great. conversation that will be on, on Lost Words later. And I'm sure you'll have a discussion about it. But um just reference like, it. I don't want to get into the conversation, but like. It's going to be really interesting to see how it goes. And I'd love to have a conversation with you about it, with this merger and things like that at some point. Um, I think there's I think there's a lot still to unravel with that um and, and what was going to do with Cole. so we'll talk about that we'll come back to another point but let's let's keep on track Um uh, yeah. and also the one I was, yeah the other one i wanted to mention was the corn fairy guy that won last week whose name i definitely can't pronounce so i can't wait for you to pronounce oh yeah the belgian belgian amateur uh, um
0: so adrian de. Chazart, I believe it yeah, is. Or something Chisart? like that.
1: Right. And and he has played in the US Open before. Like I know he's not playing this week and it's not yeah. particularly relevant, but like it's interesting that he's got major experience already.
0: So I wonder if he so I saw I think it was Daniel Rappaport tweeting about like Aberg and Dumont Um they have to have a European card, right? To be a writer like Yes, yeah, so they're gonna guys, have
1: to come and play here.
0: Start making some starts. I guess yeah. I guess they have status already. It depends, right? What's their importance? Is yeah. is it the roundup this year, or is it securing cards? Even though they all have cards for next year too, locked yeah. up. But I guess, do this guy Adrian can can make his way already to the PJ tour in the fall?
1: Yeah, be interesting. So I mean, look, they've, they've got nothing to lose by playing a couple of events over here and trying to get themselves uh, European status as well. Anyway, seven yeah. K Minwoo Lee. Uh, yes, that is no, He he, and that was me that took us off base there, so blame me. uh Mimu Lee. I think we had this conversation every time the majors, right? Like we we just believe that he has the talent to contend at these, and I, I don't think there's anything particularly about this course that I love, other than I think you can have a little bit of freedom off the tee um, and the creativity that we talked about. If that comes into play at kind of Augusta and St Andrews, like we've spoken about, I think that only leans into him. And 18th for the PGA Championship, right? Like the most recent evidence we've got and that was with a bad iron week as well or relatively bad iron week for Min Ru Lee so um that would be my only concern is that his iron play has been struggling for a long time um but if, if he finds it at some point you don't want to go into the US Open for trying to find your game but he's off the tee he's rock solid his short game's great so um if he can just have a better iron week I think he's in great spot
0: I think Min Ru Lee is like the absolute prototypical US Open player that I would want every yeah. single for when it is a winged foot when it is, or even Oak Hill. We talked about a lot. Oak Hill, and he showed up there out of form, right? Like, hadn't played well basically since the Players' Championship. And he's still top 20s at major. I believe going into Augusta, what was that, last year, right? He was miscut, 26, miscut, miscut, miscut. miscut. Then he basically did nothing in the top 21 the Open. Like, he just shows up and plays well at the biggest of stages. So, I absolutely, I love Ben Woo this week.
1: He already feels like a big game hunter, which is weird because he's not really got the status to do that. Like, I don't think he's someone that can just rest on his laurels and only turn up at the big events, but it just seems to be the attitude he's taken already. Like, that's what he wants to do. And I think you see that a lot with like Australians. They they pack schedule around the biggest events and not to kind of group him in with everybody else, but that's kind of what Day and Scott and that early parts of their career as well. So, um, yeah, I, I think, look, he's got the skill set. Whether his irons are going to come to the, if his irons are, you know, on fire, then. He's gonna That's be
0: the teacher. only thing that holds me back, like from pushing in or maybe betting him outright, would be yeah. like, can those, but his improvement in the irons on the DP World Tour when he had those first starts was really, really good. Mm. Um, so it's kind of shocking to see how much they fell off. But, but yes.
1: When we were on him at the Abu Dhabi Championship, like he was flagging everything. Yes. He was unbelievable. Um, So it strikes me as strange. I mean, the only time he's actually gained strokes in approach recently. He slightly did it to Charles Schwab, but was at Bay here where he missed the cut because everything yeah. else let him down for once. So um, he can do it. It's just it's just maybe he's putting a bit of focus on his around the green game or whatever. I don't know, but um, we shall see. I think that's the, that's the concern, but he's got the high upside.
0: Yeah. So, and, and I still think the Aussie parallel to Joseph Lamagna made that. Uh, he was talking with Andy Lack, um, and he said that there's just a comfort level sometimes in LA or these type of tracks even that these Aussies love. Um, yeah, so so I, I think that's something, I mean, I, again, we are not talking live, but I think Cam Smith is a, is a dream set up here, right? Like that's the type of style that I'm thinking with creativity. So now i now mentioned Fox and Min Wu as, you know, countrymen with them, with, with Cam. So I think it's pretty interesting. Um,
1: but I, I don't think you can have that conversation without talking about Lucas Herbert.
0: Yeah. That's, that's another one where we, I, I, I he performed, I think I would say over expectations at, at the PGA Championship. T forty wasn't great, no. but he he's like Minwoo light in the skills. Right, he hits it far. He's a world class putter. He might not chip it as well, but the irons are the biggest biggest question. I think I, I rank them Minwoo, Fox, Herbert of the three for me. And I think that's.
1: I yeah, I, that's I, I think right fan. now I think it's Fox Minwoo Lee Herbert for me, but I think. I think overall, in terms of what we think we're going to do in the future, it would be the other way around, as you said. Yeah,
0: Yeah, so I'm not as gung-ho just because I think the iron, I guess he he approached it a little bit better the last couple of times, but I think the iron's upside just hasn't been shown like the other two guys.
1: And, like, he's a player that doesn't, like, generally find his irons. Like, if he does the week, he wins. Okay. But it's, like, it's rare, isn't it? So, like, I wouldn't count on it happening, whereas with Inverly, I've seen him do it multiple times. So, right. um yeah, I thought he was worth mentioning. And the guy next to him is Adrian Moronka, 67. I don't know if I've skipped anyone here, Sky. I'm just I'm just going down the list. So, I mean, Jordan Smith was yeah, the first Yeah, I'm say I,
0: Jordan, Jordan Smith. Do you have any interest there?
1: None.
0: No. I agree with you. Um disappointed because I would have felt... I guess what he was, he was better at the Porsche. His ball striking was really, really good there. Um, but he's just, his short game is to, to no caliber in order to do this. Where, where was the 2017 PGM? Was that Quail Hollow? Yeah. He yeah. performed well at Quail Hollow, but hasn't done anything just, else.
1: In just, just strikes me Quail Hollow as a pure driving test, right? Which kind of leans into his skill set, yeah. And I think where you've got to be a bit more creative and a better short game here, it's not going to work for him. So, yeah. um, as much as he looks good on paper, probably not for me.
0: Yeah, I think we can pass on him. Um, I, I We talked Kitayama a little bit. We loop him in with the Herbert and the guys. I'm not as much intrigued by by Kurt here. And then to your point, you have Adrian Moroc 6,700. An extremely disappointing miss cut for me last week. I was very in on Maroc, Uh Missed it on the number, right? I think he drove it quite well, just couldn't really do much else, um, but comes off the top five at the KLM. PGA was okay. Um I mean, makes the cut, ball strikes it well. What do you think, I'm wrong? You just,
1: you go, I, I, I think it's great that he missed the cut last week. Not, uh, obviously, like for you last week, but like <laughs> I think it's great that he missed the cut for this week, because I think he would have been really popular at 6,700 if he'd been going into it with that you know, decent effort at the PGA, the win at the, the hander. The, um and now he's missed a couple of cuts at the colonial and memorial i feel like there's going to be a, a slow kind of softening on him but he gained an approach and off the tee at memorial it was only really poor short game that held him back um i don't know that he's got the kind of creative flair that these australians have that we have already mentioned and i think he is very prototypical but if you're talking about total driving and what you want at a typical us open venue then adrian morong the fits right
0: Yes, and, and that's the, the point of if you are going on style or, or leaning in, I absolutely and, – and he's got a well-rounded game enough that he has shown his shippings improved this year. He does gain with the putter. Um, yeah, I, I don't – and he won in Australia, I guess, but we're making that, that yeah. parallel a little bit too, right? Uh, I'm not in love with him compared to the other guys, but there is – I mean, $300 does make a difference. Um, I think he probably is priced right with those guys almost always.
1: Yeah, like I, I think there's a discount on him because of the last couple of weeks. And I think when you look at the fact he gained in the areas you want him to gain last time at Memorial and missed the cut, like or the Canadian Open as well, the Canadian Open sets are up here. But like it's yeah, I don't know. It's it's tough. I like, I don't have massive confidence in him, but I think from a game theory perspective I'd like to go to him rather than some of the others we've spoken about already. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair.
0: Uh, what I also would extremely go to him versus, I think we can basically rule out, Jens Dantorp is, is 6,700. Yeah, like, yeah. They're off, you know, he's, just, he's he's Jens' pruther, but I mean, this this price um, for, for him compared to that, I mean, he had one good week and then a U.S. Open qualifying. He had a good year last year, off on Jens. Thriston Lawrence, when's the last time we've really seen him on a leaderboard when he won? like in south africa in december probably i guess he was 14th but he has been you know sad yeah, no. Thrusty has not been anything not
1: good i think i think the next conversation is this kind of trio 6600 two yeah. guys that i want to talk about one that you want to talk about so
0: well uh is Matthew pavan one of
1: those guys no okay throw him out okay you go first did you want to talk about him no okay cool so I think one of them is Romain Langasque. Like He's been playing really solidly uh, for a good period of time now. I, I've basically, mean it'll be coming out at some point soon, I've taken him over Victor Perez in the top Frenchman market. And it's basically based on the fact that he was 39th at the Masters as an amateur in 2016. He was 20th at Wingfoot. Um, uh, sorry, he was 34th at Wingfoot in 2020, which is a Hance redesign, which is also the same case this week. I know we're not I, we don't think he's going to play like Wingfoot, but it's actually when you think about Wingfoot and Remain Langas, you wouldn't put the two together. So actually, if you think about that, was probably an overperformance. It may suggest that U.S. Open suit him, but he needs one a little bit like this week, where um, you know the distance won't matter so much. So for me, I think Langas, the way he's playing the the solid uh, the solidness to his game, I think at 6600 he's definitely worth looking at.
0: Yeah, I mean he basically has gotten to that upper echelon of the dp world tour guys from a ball striking standpoint extreme good irons at the klm very good off the tee at the porsche you know his short game at the italian open was excellent um yeah and i mean what probably seven eight top 25s in his last 12 13 events um intrigued by him
1: i i wouldn't I, be just confident but no like, i just just see him as a solid cut maker like, yes. Because he's done it in two, he's played two majors in the US and he's made the cut in both. One was in his amateur. Um, and I think this US Open is better than wing foot for him. And it was a Gil Hans. There's got to be some sort of relevance to USGA setups and Gil Hans redesigns to suggest that we could see something from him that week. So um, I liked that. And then the other one, I think is Podrick Harrington. I think we've got to have a Harrington discussion.
0: I um, I mean, what was the last time? What he, It was Kiowa, right? When he finished inside the top five. Yeah, um, five fourth and, with
1: Larry, wasn't
0: yes. it? Yes. Yep. Um, when he hits it a long way as an old man, right? He can do yeah. that the way in. I mean, anytime we get in, what was he, 10th at the, the, the Valero? How was, I mean, numbers, Tito Greenwine, weren't bad at the PGA. Expand on it. What do you I just
1: that? I just think, for me, this is a player, you've already mentioned the 10th at the Valero. This is a player that's proven even in the past years that he can hang with these kind of fields and made the cut at PGAG reference, gained in three of the four metrics. Uh, he made the cut at the Arnold Palm with a really bad putter. Uh, he made the cut at the Honda with a really bad iron. So it seems to be there's always a one or two things off each week. But it, we're talking about a person who's been ultra-competitive on the Champions Tour already, he just finished second at the Senior PGA Championship. I'm surprised how long it's been since he played in the US Open. He hasn't played in the US Open, I don't think, for I don't know, like 10 years maybe. It's it's been ridiculous. 2013 was his last US Open, but he finished 21st.
0: What I would say too, that PGA um, championship on the senior side was actually way more impressive than it might come across. Or He lost in playoff to Stricker. Stu Sink was 16 under. Those guys were 18 under. Y.E. Yang was 11 under. The next closest was 9 under. So they were basically virtually 7 shots clear of the field. I wouldn't be teeing up for playing Steve Stricker when it comes to this big of a test, but Harrington's type of, I mean, he was out driving Stricker by like 50 yards. Yeah, and then,
1: like, and then, he, but... He's hes just, he is the player. He's still the modern day player, but he's got that. Like you look at his last four US Opens, 22nd, 45th, 4th, 21st. Now I know we're talking about someone that did this in 2010 and 2013 when he was much younger, but we don't have any other evidence of what he could do in US Opens. Like he was no. historically a pretty good US Open player. He had like four, five top 10 mm-hmm. finishes in the US Open. He's got the driving to your point. Uh, longer than I mean, top senior. He's longer than I guess Phil is long enough. Um, but whereas, like I think Phil's expertise at Augusta came into play, and he had one good round. Like Harrington's been good everywhere, or decent enough yeah. everywhere. He was in contention to win on the DP World already in the season.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I was betting them at like sixties, yeah. 70s. Yeah, you know, uh, he he was fourth at Abu Dhabi. He was twenty-fifth at Rosalheimer. He's had two seconds on the senior tour. He's been tenth at the Valero, where he's great in pretty much all facets and then he makes a cut to pga i just i think he makes the cut so do do with that what you will at 6600
0: yeah mm-hmm. i'm intrigued you, you kind of sold me in that parallel but my favorite play of the bunch is um gosh tom i have such a mental block saying this i have to say the other name first do, do, you, want me, do you want
1: me to say it? Say it? it's, it's no, pablo
0: lorathable i nailed perfect. it. perfect yeah excellent. yes so it just that way for me. Really blows me off every time um so this is this is just a simple fact. Pablo is it, he's just a winner, right? No? I mean, he shows up basically. He's virtually here with two wins back to back starts. In the middle of that, he flew over to Oak Hill. What did he do at Oak Hill? Right, he was he was probably the most impressive player in the top ten. Like that stood out to me. Like I would have never dreamed in a million years that Pablo would be anywhere near a leaderboard there. And he fell off afterwards, right? It wasn't great. I think he hit two fairways in the first round and still was top 10. I mean, a legit world-class short game. And if I think this course is rewarding creativity and I'm interested in guys like Spieth and Cam Smith and Patrick Reed, like guys that can just get it done in a different manner, I have to be in it. Pablo, it was nice to see a made cut for him at that event too because it was the first time he's made a cut in a major since 2012. But it's hard-pressed for me to think that there's much more upside than guys. And I mean, what, he's a four-time winner in the last two years, right? Like he just – and that top of the leaderboard, you can trust him at any time almost always. So I think that type of game and creativity plays here from – I'm trying to think, like, what... I haven't seen the props all the way out yet, right? They're yeah. just starting to kind of, like... I don't know how much I am in, intrigued on Rom this week, I'm trying to think who is all that, that Spanish market, right? It's going to be Rom, it's going to be Sergio, it's going to be Pablo, it's going to be another Puig, guy we'll talk about, Puig, and then Pui. They're all
1: right. Uh, so it's... I. It's weird, right? So LaRafabel was never good at majors in his career, like, in his pomp. Like, his best finish was, like, 30th at the Open Championship. But there's probably a case to be made that he's better now than he ever was. Oh, yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. Like, like
1: he's... I know he's always been a winner, and he's beaten Sergio Montgomery, Rory, in his first three wins, beat Stinson. Like, I guess probably not when you consider the people that he was beating earlier in his career. But, like, he never... He wasn't a player that went and played... The masters every year and missed the cut every year or played the us open every year and missed the cut every year like he's he's played one us open in his career and it was in 2014 he's played yeah. zero masters he's played a few pgas and he's made a couple of cuts one of them being the one you just referenced um yeah i think i think he makes the cut i don't know what the upside is on him
0: i don't know man It just do you, like, like, do that, you believe can like top 20 i do i'll probably bet on yeah. top 20 yeah. like in like i'm not again this is me and just being you know a complete like fool and then a sense that like if he's there on Sunday at a leaderboard I don't think he's like scared you know like he's just he's just fun to be around I think like he could be in in a Ryder Cup like we talked about like, he would be great in that setting because of what because of an electric short game that delivers um so I think it's just of course it's I like could dream up for Pablo this is one where I'm like all right and I can never get him right right he's tough to nail but I really think this would be the skill set that would play into it.
1: This is, this right. is, I mean, look, these guys that we've spoken about here are legitimately—if any one of them do well—going to win you things, right? So, it they're volatile, but I can see the ones we mentioned just being relatively safe,
0: like yeah. in terms
1: of making cuts. Which I is think amazing. there's
0: a significant drop off from here below. Yeah, right. 100%. <laughs> so you're looking at 6,500. There's Forstrom. Forstrom was one of the two with Gosk that earned his car, or earned his spot from um, kind of the standings over the last little bit. No interest. No. Okay. no, uh, no. Forstrom. Next would be Ross Fisher. You're always a Ross Fisher. Yeah, so... I,
1: I'd love I'd love to think Ross Fisher can do it. And maybe given how the the kind of speech you've just given on Pablo Larafbao, maybe I should be doing the same with Ross Fisher um because this is a guy that's you know actually played really well in major championships i think one year he actually had that ridiculous title you get for having maybe like the lowest scoring average or something like it wasn't that but he had something um i can't remember what year 2009 he was like 30th 5th, 13th and 19th majors he did something that year that fifth was at the us open in 2009 he's not played in many since and he has been bad that's that's the negatives is the positives that he can get hot with the driver? Yes. Uh I can't I cannot with good conscience advocate playing Ross Fisher.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um so then you come up of a couple of golfers that I have bet quite a bit. I, I still think for me, I, I don't think I, I, I prefer Pablo substantially. Dion Germaheis, you know, coming off of Fifteenth, the third qualifying, in the open qualifier, he had a tenth place prior to that. Really, really good putter. Not much else. I, I just think it's just such a leap when you get to him, and then Alejandro Del Rey. Uh, now Del Rey, I wouldn't be surprised. He might be uh, trying to think if he if he played here um, at LACC before, because his how old Rom? Ron played here as a freshman, I believe. Because I don't think they do Pac-12s anymore at LACC, do they? It was just when... No, they was...
1: It was just that one time when Homer and... Yeah, so I don't think Del
0: Rey played here. But Del Rey, at almost... So this would be the angle, I guess I would say. Because Del Rey's here, and then I don't want to skip over Wilco. Okay. I'm thinking of skill sets in that manner, where you're going to play somebody... If this is Wingfoot, if this plays out like Wingfoot, foot, if this plays out like... Something like, I remember playing Wilco when he qualified at Torrey, I believe it was. Like, you just, if there's one thing that you need out of those guys, Del Rey is just as long as them. So I don't think I'm fully writing off those two, just on a pure lineup of Wilco, Gordon Sargent, you know, like Alejandro Del Rey, guys that are going to hit 350. Like, and that's all that's going to matter. Cause for all we know, the USGA could
1: have that angle uh, this, this is the thing like I think you have to factor that in and that's why I said about what I said with Victor Perez being against him and these kind of all the, the, these noisy comparisons that you hear about courses that we've never seen like I know there's been like Andy Lack's been there and played there and all those sort of like I, I get it from that perspective but like this has never been set up by the USGA and they are just steadfast in what they do and it's the same every time and we know what that requires and it's driving and with their raise miss one cut this season
0: yeah
1: it's it's so solid and he's an arizona state guy like it's a west it's a west coast thing so we don't know how comfortable he could be over here but he could definitely be one of these guys that has a good week here goes and gets an invite in the corn ferry and plays well somewhere there and all of a sudden he's on the pj tour and we lose another one like it's 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 ridiculous to think how quickly these people's careers can change and i don't think we know the upside of him just yet, but he's a winner. Like he's won the challenge tour already. He's been third at the Singapore Classic this season on the DP World Tour. And he's got the skill set you want. I think I'm more confident in Del Rey than I would be in, in Nino.
0: Yeah, I would agree. I'm trying to see like if I could grade out Del Rey's distance. Yeah, I mean he's basically top ten in the world when it comes to to distance. Like he's probably longer He's, he's longer than Minwoo. like I think he's like truthfully like wilco Rory Bryson like these guys like I think he's like right right there with them so I think that would be the angle if you're gonna really look for a sleeper that has parallels yes I, I can I think and that's the last one right we've got a long list of dp world tour guys for this week
1: it, that, that, that's yeah. what I mean like this is why we've talked about the other people in the past because there isn't a long list but I think what we've what we've done is talked about if we spent more time at length talking about the people in this section and giving the reasons for it again so that there is no questions asked. that, right? Um, yep. I guess your guy, Barclay Brown, 6K minimum. Oh, are we going to be able to throw that one in there? Yeah, he's
0: <laughs> like, I, I almost, I'm hoping to do a podcast in the future. i uh, kind of previewing some of these amateur guys as like what we did, the the closeout of the 2022 calendar year, kind of do that for guys who are get spot starts and different things. And the U.S. Open will give us some good, um, lines into there um but there i could go on some rants and i'll probably tweet some things this week uh, you can find me at skyhook dfs you know in regards to the amateurs or cornberry door guys and things that pop a little bit went on a little bit of um kind of a, a thread this morning kind of overviewing major performance um fun to see some of these guys i would have wished um Bob got in the field. What are you ever interested in Bob at all? Just because he had the past history, right?
1: Yeah, no. I, I, I'm i so done with Bob. Like, I, I think I think everyone needs to be done with Bob for a little while and then he'll be good again. Like, it, every time people want Bob to be good, he's just not. If, if, I, I don't know what it is. Like, I think he's still. A bit, is he, like, injured? He probably
0: is, yeah. I mean, he wears that wrist tape or whatever he's wearing.
1: Right? Yeah. Like, I, I think he's injured. Like, missed the cut at the Scandinavian, missed, missed the cut at the PGA yeah no, it's just yeah i don't know he's such a good golfer he's just so frustrating um yeah it's a good job he's not here because we don't have to <laughs> for <that>. sure
0: <laughs> all right well we'll wrap it up here but i want to say um if you are one of the podcast listeners or you need an audio format you can find us on daily fantasy sports picks and bets the mix uh, mayo media network supports us we appreciate you guys um reading reviews subscribe goes a really long way um love what we see in the comments and support and i really do think you know there is a guy or two we're going to have in our you know player pools that'll make a huge difference on that leaderboard so if you had to give i guess two conviction plays tom who are your two because i think we easily got to three last time i don't know if we can say say three here but who who for you would you be feeling confident in
1: uh, I'm gonna go with Ryan Fox at 7100, and, yeah. and then to give one slightly further down, I think I'm I really in, intrigued by Harrington at 6600.
0: Okay, all right, I like it. I think um, you know, I I guess Minwoo would be the one I am the most confident in in that manner uh for me though if i if i'm going to go deeper the next one would be pablo pablo at 6600 pablo Larothable. i'm feeling good about that right now so Larothable would be the one and then if i'm really digging in i mean this is you're getting in probably less than a half a percent owned is alejandro del rey i think
1: i, I, <laughs> I think he can surprise right like yeah. I, I genuinely do i we just get one of these guys at these kind of tournaments and it, that there is a certain element of throwing as many darts as possible and landing one right but he has the skill set of what we know we'll keep coming back to this of what we know a u.s open to be and yeah. as much as people are going to talk out of it not being that typical thing this week and i understand why but like there's reason behind it i still think the USGA's, usga is setting up i still think it's important so i mean
0: and if people my, that are going to do that they're going to play wilco and he's not going to be owned at all either no. but Delray's had a substantially better year than
1: Wilco. Yeah, like and he's just safer. Like, that's the main thing. Like he just feels like he's not missing cuts. He isn't like I think he's actually a little bit more than distance. But I'm just looking back to like last year. I mean, let's give Guido his, his weekly shout out. He was fourteenth at the US Open. yeah. Um Lee was twenty seventh. Todd Sinnott, thirty first. Like Callum Tarran was thirty first before he was really doing, you know, pulling up trees on the um, PGA Tour, like it, you're gonna get these people because the tests are so difficult, and then and it does bring it to the fore. I mean, just going back to 2021, there's Guido again, by the way. Um, uh, I mean, Guido won people, you know, won someone a million
0: dollars that week, or would have been enough. Yeah, he was in the optimal lineup,
1: yeah. Like, who I guess you go back to 2021, it's, it's a little bit harder, but you had Eduardo Molinari, 35th, Wade Ormsby, 40th, like Charles Schwartz, or 19th. I guess probably a PGA Tour guy more than anything, but. You know, that these, these guys do matter and they are gonna be you are gonna need some of them because you know, talking about DFS from a from a macro sense, like if you wanna play Scotty Sheffield this week, you've gotta dig down here. Yep. Like it's really, really hard. Unless you wanna skip anyone in the nine and eights, which is scary, yep. um, you need to find people that you like down here to uh, to come with them. So yeah, I, th- I think it's important. 2020 U.S. Open uh, Paratore and Lucas Herbert 31st. Like that's all we.
0: Peters was up there, you know. Yeah. Cheap that result. Exactly. Norren you know I mean?
1: Yeah, like it's, these are the people we're advocating for, and this is what Ryan Foxes of this world fit into. Um, yeah. So I think you've just got to you've you've got to manage expectations. Like we're not sitting there saying that. I guess Mimmo Lee and Ryan Fox maybe a top 20, top 30 equity. The others are uh, potentially just cut makers, and they're going to bet top 20 on Larrafbal. But if you just want someone that's going to spike with a really good round, then I think we've mentioned some really good names.
0: 100%. No. Very excited for this week. It's, you know, my my favorite major of the year. Um, but we'll be back next week as we get into the DP World Tour swing, right? We're back in Germany, BMW International next week. Uh, and then that's followed, right? right? We get into the British Masters right after that. Yep. And then before you know, will be the Open Championship. So uh, very excited for the stretch we have today and, and beyond. So thank you as always, Tom. Appreciate you guys listening. And let's hope we get a major winner from one of our guys. Let's shock the world, all right?
1: That that would be great. Good luck, everyone. Cool. Thanks. Good luck, everybody.